have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hi, I'm Will Harridge. And I'm an audio engineer. But you would not believe the amount of mediocre voice actors I get in on the daily. It's scary, honestly. I always want to recommend them to Elise Bowman, who's the best voice acting coach I know. But I'm always afraid I'm going to offend them and be out of a job. Thankfully, I send the best ones over to her anyway over at EliseCoaches.com, and they keep coming back. Hi, I'm one of the mediocre talents that Will has to work with. And really, I'm thinking about looking up Elise myself. Go look at Elise Coaches today and start your career without ending mine. What he said. Coming to you from the heart of Music City in Nashville, Tennessee, straight out of the Flynn Hendricks Enterprises Studios. This is the I Know You Hear Me podcast with Flynn Hendricks. And this week, he's got you another awesome guest on the line. So let's go ahead and kick it over to Flynn. All right, we are back again for another awesome episode this week on the I Know You Hear Me podcast. And man, again, I still can't believe we're in season two, but here we are. And you guys keep tuning in. Our sponsors keep helping us keep this show afloat, which I'm forever grateful for. And before we get started today, again, I've got to ask you to make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. So make sure you're subscribed there and make sure you're sharing the podcast with your family, your friends, or just a random stranger on the street. You never know who's going to listen. But I greatly appreciate any shares that you can give us. And it's a free thing to do. So again, I'll appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. But guys, today I've got an awesome guest for you. And she is somebody that I actually met this past season at Nashville Nightmare. She was somebody that was originally in my hiring group, um, and I believe it was her first time as a scare actor as well. So we're not only going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about what she does to maintain such a positive outlook on life, because that's something that I noticed throughout the season, especially as things got stressful or people started dropping off throughout the season and more stress got put on the actors that stayed around. So we're going to dive into all that, and I'm going to quit chewing the fat and get right into it. It's my pleasure to have Kelsey Lovett on the podcast today. Kelsey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. Thank you for being on here tonight. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So like I was saying, we met through Nashville Nightmare earlier this year, and I think you said it was your first time doing something like that as well. Is that correct? Yes. I have never done anything like that before. You had very positive normally, so <laughs> I think something kind of spooky was really out of my element, but that was really what I was looking for. Absolutely. I guess we're just going to jump into the deep end with that right off the bat. So like you said, that was out of your element and that was something that was new to me as well, even with my almost 15 plus years of different acting experiences at this point, that was something completely new. So what was it about that that drew you out of your comfort zone and made you want to do that? Yes. I mean, I guess 
really what got me wanting to do the scare acting was just to experience a different type of an emotion. I'm very positive by nature, and I'm really not somebody that has ever been in any type of a role where I was at all intimidating in that type of a way. So I just wanted to see what those emotions felt like and experience something new, so a little more well-rounded. I I get that. I get that. That's not a that's not something that you normally hear a lot of people talk about. So I I love that. Was it something like? Did you look it up specifically, or did somebody like recommend like, hey, maybe you should try that? Like, what what was the prerequisite to all that? I really I had a gut feeling and instinct to do it, so I just did it. And that's nice. something that I try to do with my life, like just with my heart. Like if something resonates with my heart, then I normally just leap into whatever that is. I love that. I mean, I, that's something I think a lot of people could take a lesson off of right there. So that's a simple thing, but it's so impactful. And I'm starting to figure out as I've done the, these episodes that the simple things tend to be the most powerful and impactful in our lives. So I love that answer. But before you did this, had you had any kind of acting or performing experience? Not really, no. Wow. All I guess right. I just wanted to create something new. Absolutely. So is it something yeah. that you see yourself doing again? Or is that something that it's like, a, hey, I, I did that. Now it's on to the next thing. I think I'm going to do it again. It was unique and different. And it got me out of my comfort zone. Absolutely. I think that that's really important to do, like routinely in your life. I, I agree. I feel like that's something that I'm totally finished experiencing. I agree. And that's that's something you keep saying too, comfort zone. I know that I am very guilty of being a creature of habit. So sometimes I do get into the routine of being in a comfort zone. So hearing you having that constant reminder to get out and experience things and get away from what you're comfortable with. Like, I love that. And that is a great example to set. Yeah, like if you get out of your comfort zone, then you're going to have more chance of having more gratitude for even the smaller things in life. Absolutely. And I think we get in that routine where we just do things out of habit, but if we continue to do things out of habit, then we kind of lose the things that matter most, lose impact. Right. And I, I could agree with that 100%. That is such a fresh perspective for how you should look at life, too. Like, I just, I love that. And I'm probably going to say that a lot here tonight, but I mean, that's a, an amazing thing. So take me back to the very beginning. Like, where did you develop this sense of positivity and this unending positive outlook? I mean, like, I know things in life get rough, but I know like I've seen the things that you posted on social media that are encouraging and positive. But is that something that you picked up along the way? Was it ingrained in you at a young age? Like, take me back to the beginning and walk me through all that. I mean, I was really raised to be, I guess, more of a positive person. But it really wasn't until I had more significant trials in my life that I was able to really hone in on the idea of what life can be based off what you perceive it to be. And you can go through some of the hardest trials in your life, but if you can still take the time out of that sorrow or pain or depression or anxiety or whatever it is that you're going through to help somebody else, you can help yourself. And I think that is something that I could have never learned if I didn't go through those trials. Yes, I just started taking those as blessings as well. And if you see everything as a blessing, like, how could you not be happy? That's a true statement right there. I mean, it's like, 
it's all in the mindset of, I can't remember where I've seen it before, and I'm probably going to butcher the verbiage of it, but it's the way you look at an obstacle or a trial or a tribulation is, will it, like, is this the end of the world or is this something that I can learn from? And it sounds like you approach everything with a, what can I learn from this type of mentality? Now, is is that yeah. something that you saw somebody else in your life, you know, adapting and putting into place? Or again, was that something that you just kind of ingrained in yourself as you as you came into those trials and tribulations? I think it's something that I just kind of ingrained. I mean, when you go through enough of a humbling experience and you just start relying more on your heart and less on your mind, I think that those types of just ideas of having more peace in your life become more resonant to you and you just flow to those different types of areas. Absolutely. And, um, I like to view everything in more of a fractal manner. Something could be bad, but if you didn't go through that bad, then you might not get to something good. I'm um, like, I had an experience in my life where I felt really low and down and I felt like there was no hope. And then I found, um, I think it was Maya Angelou's work and all of the different positive messages in that. And then I found different venues of where I could help express those to others. Mm -hmm. And by doing all of them, I found so much peace within my own life and ended up healing my own self. So I think that society might be more positive as a whole if we just took the time to help others so we could help our own problems as well. Absolutely. And then because it's something I'm going to come back to here in a little bit, but like with today's day and age too, and maybe as we were growing up, we had blinders to it where we didn't see things, you know, like in so much of a negative mindset. But nowadays it seems like everything has to be negative or negativity sells on TV, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you do that for the ratings on the news, whatever it may be. Social media is a thing. Everybody has a negative opinion. Do you think that if people just disconnected and made more like opportunities or took these chances to have these experiences that that would kind of help a lot of these self-made problems throughout the world? Or am I just being too hopefully optimistic in asking that? I think that we do need to explore connecting consciousness, like all of us connecting and being able to communicate as a whole and being able to communicate in a way that is going to benefit mm -hmm. each other and lift each other up. And unfortunately, I don't think that we're there societally yet because we do have a lot of people that have those negative ideologies where they almost want to believe that that's the only way it can be. Right. And if you want to believe that's the only way, then that's the only thing that you're going to see. I like to believe in, like, I guess more of these holographic reality type of theories that we have some sort of a capacity to create the reality that we want to see. Mm -hmm. I guess just by theory of mind. And so I really think that if we were to kind of dismiss some of those negative ideas, that having a more positive reality could be more engrafted than we could currently perceive it to be. I agree 100%. And I think one of the biggest things I've kind of 
Circling back to something you said there, and I know, again, this is something I'll put myself on the spot. I'm guilty of sometimes is if we try to help somebody or if somebody tries to help me, for example, I'm prone to saying no, because then I feel like I owe them or I feel like they're like there's there's another motive behind it as well. How do you go about like like you said helping someone too without expecting anything in return or without like them expecting you to expect something in return that may be a weird way to ask that but it seems like everybody's always waiting for the catch when it comes to help or something positive in their life or they're waiting for the bottom to fall out so how do you approach that kind of situation well i think it's probably just with less judgment because even if like you can judge something good you can judge something bad all those different thoughts Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was a really great way to ask that question because there were just a lot of different ways to judge a scenario. And if you're going to have judgment in any scenario in your life, it's going to cause more chaos, be it good or bad. Even if you say it's nice outside today, well, what does that mean? It's not nice other days, but just going to automatically set you up for a not good day. So, Absolutely. I mean, there's not any good way to judge. If you want to help others, you just kind of got to jump in and do so without judgment. That's the only way to do it unconditionally. Very, very true. And in a in a situation like that, too, how do you tune out the judgment? Because, again, in today's day and age, it seems like everybody has an opinion or if anybody has a phone, they're able to type something that goes on social media where they'll never see that person. So they never have that adult face-to-face conversation and try to find some middle ground. Like, how do you tune out that judgment when it seems like everybody is just so dialed into that side of the spectrum? It's kind of a little random and really was a very impactful moment in my life. I had a, really know how to define it. It was just an odd experience that I can't really give an explanation to, um, but I guess I'll just kind of... So in a little brief detail, I was driving and I was about to get to a curve and it was a blind curve. I mm-hmm. couldn't see around it. And it wasn't really late at night, but it was late enough that there weren't a whole lot of cars on the road. And at the time where I grew up, it was a small town. So I, mean, I think I might have saw three cars on my entire drive home that evening from one of my friend's house. And when I got to that curve, it was like everything just went away. Like I wasn't driving anymore. And I was just standing in front of this tree. And I didn't think. I didn't judge. I didn't judge about not being in my car. I didn't judge anything. And I just looked at this tree. And the tree pulsated in every single color that you could think of. And it was magnificent. And really all I felt was a feeling of peace. I didn't consider time. I didn't consider any of it. And about, I would say, probably five seconds or so had passed. That's really just a guess because I have no idea. And I started seeing the car again and seeing that I was sitting there and had all of these different judgments flow through me immediately of why am I in the road? What is going on here? Like, is there something wrong with my brain? never happened before and about I don't know maybe 15 more seconds passes and I realized that my foot is on the brake where I was on the gas pedal 
So I moved my foot as fast as I can to start driving again because I'm just stuck in the middle of the road. And a truck came around the corner and it was going too fast and it almost crashed. Um, so it was overcorrecting. And where I had braked in the road, there, like if I were to have driven any further, I would have definitely been in a wreck. Wow. And that feeling of peace in that moment and the impact of what would have occurred if that moment never would have happened just really sticks with me. So anytime that I find myself in a moment where I feel like it would be easier to have such than peace, I try to remember what it feels like to have no judgment and to only feel peace. And I think that really helps me be positive to have such a blessing of an experience like that. Wow. And like you said, thankfully, too, you didn't get hurt. But man, that's, man, that is powerful. Now, have you had, I know, like, I don't really know if it's possible to have that same vision again, or that same type of inner enlightenment. But have you had that same vision or that same kind of feeling since? Have you been able to achieve that? Like, since that happened? Yes, I've had experiences that were that same type of occurrence, like it had that same type of an energy about it, but not anything specifically the same. I think like the like I've had them routinely in my life ever since I was a little girl. I think the first time it happened to me, I was maybe around seven or eight years old, mm-hmm. and I had had a dream or something to that nature. I felt like I didn't want to be by myself anymore, so I felt like I needed to go find my mother. Like, hey, can I like be by you because I don't want to be alone? Right. Just like seven or eight, and so I went up to her room, and I mean, it was far enough through the house and up the stairs that I was awake by the time I got there, and made a little pillow bed in the floor. And as soon as I closed my eyes, it was like a split look, like every single um. Every single experience where I showed kindness without judgment mm-hmm. and where I wouldn't get anything in return. Um, and it was just trivial things, like getting out a toy that I didn't like because my cousin liked it and I didn't want to get rid of it because I knew if he came over, he would want to play with it. Right. And I realized that these moments weren't necessarily being dictated by my thoughts and when I opened my eyes, I saw this super bright white light, and there was this silhouette coming out of it. And whenever I um, was able to see the person coming out of it, um, they had the most kindest eyes of unconditional love that I ever seen in my life. And I got scared, obviously, because <laughs> I felt like there was a stranger in my house. Right. And I just closed my eyes so tight and. Everything just went into a small little ball and just zoomed off, I guess is the best way to describe it. But little moments like that, I feel like they're all very different and more centered towards unconditional love and peace. So I put them all in the same category, but I don't necessarily know if they're the same. When that happened, like you said, you went to uh, to go to your mom. Did you communicate that to her, what you saw, or did you try to tell her about that at any point? Yeah, yeah, I told her after it happened, but she just, 
of course, wanted to write me off because I was a little girl and child's imagination or whatever it may be. She's like, oh, don't think anything of it. It's not, not anything to worry with. Have y'all had any conversations like as you've gotten older and you're in your adult years now? Have y'all had the chance to have any conversations about any of that? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Um, my sister as well, and um, we've had very similar occurrences throughout our lives, and we've talked with our mother about it. But it's just one of those things that's not really that relative. So I got gotcha. you. It's just more something that we communicate amongst one another. Um, but I really what I take out of it. I mean, you're not going to ever be able to understand something that doesn't necessarily have a place in societal thought. So I don't get hung up on that, but the feeling of peace that came from all of those different experiences that I've had, I still are a blessing and it really does help me be a more positive and less judging person. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick pause for a word from the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. This is Charlie with Give Me Back My Action Movies. And Dan. Join us every two weeks as we dive into the classic action movies of the 80s and 90s. That's right, Charlie. But we also take a look at some of the current films out there that still has those nostalgic feels for us. Exactly. So make sure you find us on all your major podcasting platforms. And check us out over on Facebook. We have a group where the conversation's always going 24-7. We're having a good time. I think so. I'll be back. All right, let's hop right back into this awesome interview. Now, something you said right there is something I really, it's one of the reasons I kind of wanted to have you on this podcast here is you said a feeling of peace. Now, in today's day and age, it seems like it's glorified with how much you work. You know, it's like, you got to do this, do this, do this, do this. Don't, you know, more work, less sleep, whatever it may be. Um, and I'm, I'm wearing a lot of hats right now. So again, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of being on the hamster wheel until I'm too tired, but I I don't know when to get off. How do you prioritize putting yourself and your mental health first and finding that feeling of peace so that you don't hit burnout like so many other people do? And what, like, what is your process like for all that? Meditation. I think that's something that everybody should do. Make sure that you take time to meditate daily. That's going to make you feel peaceful instantly. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to just kind of, I guess, put that in your schedule late at night. That's when I normally meditate. There are different frequency sounds. They're free. You can get them online. They're all over the place. I really like 528 hertz frequency. It's very peaceful very calming for nine hours each, some of them, so you can listen to them throughout the night. And then you're doing like a more meditative practice even with your sleep, so it's not really anything that you're taking out of your busy schedule, but you're still taking that moment to get your energy centered. Absolutely. You keep your energy centered if you want peace. Now, do you, like, let's just say hypothetically you miss, like, you miss a day and you don't get to meditate before you go to sleep or you don't get to meditate at your usual time. Do you feel like that throws off your sleep pattern or whatever else you have for the rest of the night going into the next morning? Do you feel like that throws anything off? Not really maybe throws it off, um, but there is like a more peaceful 
wonderful feeling when I'm waking up after listening to a nice frequency while I'm sleeping. Um, but there's different things that you can do throughout the day. Even if like you have missed like meditating overnight, and if you just take the time to just feel gratitude for little things throughout the day, like enjoy the little moments. Like if you really take the time to do that occasionally throughout your life, then you're going to have a more peaceful feeling because you're going to have more appreciation for everything. I agree. I think that's something that society is really missing and it's something that would be very easy to, I guess, look into societal ideas um, if we just took the time occasionally to do it. I agree 100%. It seems like you're really in tune with with yourself and, you know, like with everything around you. Are you aware, like, if you start feeling burnout come on, like, do you see the signs early or does it kind of just hit you like a ton of bricks, like, in a situation like that? I mean, I, it, it depends. Like, if I'm exhausted as I'm being burned out, then it can hit me all at once. Um, but really, with the correct attitude, I feel like there's about nothing we can achieve. I like to think that you should live limitlessly. If you limit yourself, if you limit your thoughts, then you're going to feel limited. If you choose to think that there aren't any hills that you can't climb, anything that you can't achieve, then that's going to be what you see in your world. I like to think about documentary it's been years ago and there was a gentleman that was in a foreign or in like a I, I think somewhere in maybe the Asia continent and he was in a small village there was no hospital or anything around and a doctor came to assist with his abscess and it looked quite painful and that he was in a ton of pain, but he was a practicing monk, and he did not want to have any type of medication administered for surgery. So they agreed to it, but only under strict monitoring to make sure that there were no changes in his blood pressure or anything of that sort. Right, so no danger to his health. Yeah. And throughout the entire surgery, nothing came. And they asked him after, they're like, how was you able to get through that? And he's like, well, I just meditated to a place of peace. And if he can do that, then we can get through some of these obstacles that we think are too challenging in our lives, too. Very, very true. I mean, that, good God, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Yes, it's unimaginable, but I mean, that's the power of meditation. Like You can create whatever reality that you want for yourself if you just take the time to have the faith to do it. Absolutely. And that's, again, that's one of those things, too, where it's not an overnight thing. And I know, again, we're in a day and age where everybody wants this instant gratification. They want the... Amazon next day or same day delivery type of thing, but it's literally something that starts with one step or one little mindset change 
And that one little mindset change escalates to the next thing. And then it just turns into an avalanche of all these other positive things that can happen. But I think so many people today, especially get so turned off by it because it's not, a, you know, an immediate positive change, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's easy to get in thought cycles. Yes. And whatever thought cycle that you find yourself in, it's going to be harder to change it if you don't have the faith that you can change it to begin with. So if you're going into wanting to be positive with judgment in your heart, then what are you going to find? The chaos. So if we could just change little bits at a time it doesn't i mean the brain is a muscle so if we were to take a couple weeks out of our life to just find gratitude every couple of hours into a small moment i mean it would be amazing what we could achieve absolutely and i mean it's like you said too it's a muscle so it's just like getting the repetitions when you get a workout in or whatever it may be get a you know, like I've seen something as simple as name three things you're grateful for in the morning, you know, whatever that list may be, and then just keep adding to it as time goes on. And then you'll start to see like everything shift around you. Like technically nothing changes, but your mindset about everything around you changes and you see everything differently. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is what, if we were to just take small steps, to do that more so in our society, I think that we would see a huge improvement in the well-being of the whole consciousness. And we aren't going to be thinking things like social media is not idealistic because it is a good benefit for us to all to be able to connect consciously. We just need to know how to communicate with ourselves. Yes. And the biggest thing too, like, especially for me in different acting genres is just because you see what everybody else is doing, doesn't mean you have to compare yourself to what they're doing because you're not in a competition with them. The only person that you're in any kind of competition with is yourself. And just because you're doing something that I want to do, but you're, you know, three miles down the road and I'm still at the starting line, doesn't mean like I have to be like I'm a failure because I'm not where Kelsey is right now. So you could I, I could look at you as a source of inspiration and get, you know, advice on what you did to get there. But that doesn't mean that I have to look at it as, man, I, I'm no good compared to her or whatever it may be. Cause then I lose all value in myself at that point. And then that just fulfills the self-fulfilling prophecy of negativity and never getting out of that negative comfort zone, so to speak. Yeah. If you put yourself in a path of judgment, the judgment will be all consuming. I mean, we're all on a path to find our true self. Mm -hmm. No one's path is going to be the same. And because we all have different strengths and different weaknesses and different things we need to work on to get to our true self and our true potential. And we have to just continue with our heart, use our mind when needed, and do so without judgment. And we're all going to find peace in our own way. Absolutely true. And man, like, that's, again, it's something that's so simple, but so impactful. And that's, 
Like that's something that just I think if more people could put aside their pride and actually do an honest, you know, a self dialogue or, you know, just self assessment, they would find that, you know, like there may be some ugly truths to that that they need to confront, but it could probably be the best thing they ever did, the thing that turns their life around and not only makes things better for them, but it makes things better for the people around them too. Yeah, because part of helping them is going to be to help others as well. And we're going to find more light within ourselves if we can shine light on others. That's just Absolutely. That's the balance of it all. And I think, honestly, that's something I think I saw you doing quite a bit in the uh, in the actors' lounge before we would get in our spots for the season and everything, because it seemed like everybody around you was always in a good mood. I don't know if it was just like contagious to be in a good mood, or if it was just, you know, like nobody wanted to be the Debbie Downer in that situation. But everybody around you was automatically upbeat or or whatever it was. And like before you would even start talking to him, you'd see him just kind of slumped over in the chair. And then it's just like, boom, they're up, they're going, they're having that conversation. So it's like, I think there's a, there's something to that for sure. Yeah. That's something that I do too. Like, and that's something that I did a lot in the actor's lounge because I was tired. Mm -hmm. I felt like I wanted to like take a nap. Oh yeah. I needed a break. But if I could take the time to show kindness for another, then that could give me a little bit more of a boost to keep going as well. I mean, it is contagious. Like, the energy, like energy, connects. Like, if you shine light, then light will shine back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a, that is a great place right there. To, to wrap up that portion of the interview, because I can't think of honestly how we would top that. I know we, we talked a little bit off air as well um, about fruity rum drinks and different things like that. But again, we've got a we've got a new section on the show here where the guests get to ask me some questions. And normally I'm not supposed to know these ahead of time, but you actually asked me one that I wasn't able to answer. So I want another crack at that. If you want to put me on the spot again and ask me that question one more time, I want to see if I can answer this on the record here. Okay. Yes. Um, do you believe that time is real? Or do you believe that it is something that is a perception? In all honesty, man, see, this is where it trips me up because I want to say that it's a little of column A and it's a little of column B. But I think at the end of the day, time ultimately ends up being the perception that we have. And it can be a positive thing or it can be a negative thing. Like if you have a deadline for a project or something that you have to do and you just procrastinate till the last minute or you're dreading it coming up, like I think there's a negative perception to that. So you just, man, and see, again, this is where I think it could be real. But, you know, I think it's something that we take into our own hands as well because, I think it's more of a quality over quantity thing, if that makes sense, because there have been so many awesome moments in my life that I remember over ones that somebody would have to come up and remind me about. So I think it's all a perception and how it impacts you. And I feel like there's so much more I could say on that and debate myself again. But again, I think it's as simple as the perception and the impact that it leaves on you and what you made of that time. A side question. Do you think that 
time exists everywhere. Do you believe in multi-dimension? Like, do you think that there is a place where time does not exist? I have to believe, and man, as I, you know, as you know, like something like Marvel just did that What If series on Disney Plus, like. I have to believe there's more out there than just our reality because there are so many things that still have not been explained. And there's also got to be that parallel universe where you flip the coin and in our, on our plane, it lands on heads, other plane, it lands on tails. And the outcome is the complete opposite of what you've got now. A part of me wants to believe that there is that multiple dimension where, you know, you get the one outcome that we experience, then there's the other outcome. And I mean, I've noticed a pattern, especially in things like movies or cartoons or whatever, where they could, they have this big, crazy idea. Like, um, I believe it's called CERN over in, over in the UK where they, they work with gravity and matter and different things like that. And it was something that came out in a Dan Brown novel, like way back when I was in college, like 2009, 2010, stuff that we didn't even know about at the time. And then two years later, you know, like it's something that's out in the mainstream. So I think that it's, there's something to it because these ideas come from somewhere. So, you know, who's to say? And I mean, like I look at it as we're all just a small drop in a giant ocean that we haven't even scratched the surface on yet. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Okay, so here's another question that also is going to tie in like a big focal point of judgment and time. Okay. Do you think that we could have judgment if there wasn't time? Since it seems like the only thing that we're judging is experience. This is going to be the cynical side of me coming out. I do think we could have judgment because if we weren't judging people based on the amount of experiences they have or the amount of experience they gain doing something over time, we would find something else to judge them on. Like, oh, they don't have as many shirts as I do or they don't have as big of a of a truck as I drive or, or whatever it may be. Like, I think we would find something else to judge people on if we didn't have the time and experience to make the judgment calls on, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, like okay. I feel like you lured me in because you said you couldn't think of anything but now we're getting into these deep philosophical questions. So I love this. But I just say all they all flew together. But I think that that's the end of that series of questions. Man, well I mean that's another one didn't come from my heart. That's the <laughs> thing. Like I go with my heart and with the heart said it's done. But hey and I think that that was really the impact. Like I don't I don't necessarily think that we could have judgment without time because I think that we live with such relative truth, and that relative truth is what defines the judgment itself. Oh, man. So it was a very good answer that you gave. But I like I like yours as well. Like it's something it's to think really about. Well. I'm like, hmm, I don't know where to go with this question series any longer. Right. But hey, I mean, it's like we said earlier: it's quality over quantity. So I mean, I'm I enjoyed every minute of that. Speak from the heart and from the heart done. Absolutely. And again, I've enjoyed every minute of this conversation here tonight as well. So as we're going to wrap it up here, what's what's next for Kelsey? Like you said, you're going to continue doing the scare acting. So I know we've uh, as we're recording this, we've got something coming up in about three weeks here for 
the Christmas season. This is going to come out a little after that, but what's after that for you? Well, I think I'm going to get back. I I do have um, jewelry. Um, I did have a jewelry business that I was starting, and then with the pandemic and everything, I kind of have just been making in my own spare time and kind of twiddling my thumbs. But I think that I'm going to start doing that again. I really like getting out and talking about crystals and the messages. I think that it's a really good um, tangible object that holds such positive messages. And sometimes if you can just get something in someone's hand for them to hold to make them feel a sense of peace, you can really help them even after you quit being in front of them. Absolutely. It's a, again, it's a sensory thing because you could, you could probably tell me about it all day and have the most convincing story to it. And I may, I, you know, I may take you at your word and be sold on it. I know for me personally, if I didn't have something in my hand to physically look at my, you know, I, I tend to be a little more skeptical. So I, I get that. Even if you didn't fully believe it, if you knew amethyst was supposed to make you think of positivity, mm-hmm. then when you saw the amethyst, you thought positivity. Absolutely. And man, like, I'm going to make sure too, if you, um, as you get things back up and going, if we can help plug your store in any way, or if you have a link to it, we'll make sure we have that in the show notes so that our listeners can check it out too, and hopefully find something they like and support you too. That would be lovely. Yeah. I'm here to help shine light on anybody but us. Absolutely. And I appreciate that. And I know our listeners do too. And I appreciate you taking the time here tonight as we get into the holidays to you know, spend the time just chatting with me for a little bit, giving me more insight into your mindset and how Kelsey approaches things. So I really do appreciate that. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. It's been nice. It was my pleasure. And guys, we're going to call it a night right there. And we're going to, again, thank Kelsey for taking the time to come on and just tell us more about herself and her positive mindset and more of her backstory. And again, I want to thank her for coming on tonight. I want to thank our sponsors for keeping this show afloat. I want to thank you guys for listening to us as well. And again, I want to make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. So guys, make sure you find us on there. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Share it with your family. Share it with your friends. Tell us what you like. Tell me what you don't like. I'm open to all feedback, and I want to thank you all again for tuning into this awesome conversation this week. I'm going to be back next week with another awesome guest for you guys to tune into, and I can't wait for you all to hear it. Take care, everybody. Can't wait to talk to you again. I know you hear me. Hi, I'm Will Harridge, and I'm an audio engineer, but you would not believe the amount of mediocre voice actors I get in on the daily. It's scary, honestly. I always want to recommend them to Elise Bowman, who's the best voice acting coach I know, but I'm always afraid I'm going to offend them and be out of a job. Thankfully, I send the best ones over to her anyway over at EliseCoaches.com, and they keep coming back. Hi, I'm one of the mediocre talents that Will has to work with, and really, I'm thinking about looking up Elise myself. Go look at Elise Coaches today and start your career without ending mine. What he said...
The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.